The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey y'all, Eves here. Today's episode contains not just one, but two nuggets of history. Consider it a double feature. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Eves. And welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers history one day at a time. The day was March 4th, 1936. At about three in the afternoon, a German passenger airship called the Hindenburg set off on its first test flight, carrying more than 80 crew members and passengers. The Hindenburg was a Zeppelin, or a cylindrical, rigid airship that contains internal gas cells. At the time, ships were slow, and passenger airplanes weren't advanced enough to carry people across the ocean efficiently. So it seemed like airships were going to be the future of long-distance travel. They were relatively fast and provided passengers with a modicum of comfort. But even though the Hindenburg traveled more than 200,000 miles during its lifetime, the tragic disaster that ended the story of the Hindenburg also brought the era of airships to a close. The Zeppelin company started building the Hindenburg, officially known as the LZ-129 Hindenburg, in Germany in 1931. By 1935, construction was complete, and the airship was huge, In fact, it and its counterpart, the LZ-130, are the largest airships ever at over 803 feet, or 245 meters, and nearly 214 metric tons, or 236 U.S. tons. 
The Hindenburg had four diesel engines, and it was filled with 7 million cubic feet of hydrogen gas. And the airship's frame was made of duralumin, which is an alloy of aluminum, copper, and other metals. German architect Fritz August Breihaus de Groot designed its interior. In the Hindenburg were an upper deck and a lower deck. On the upper deck were the cramped passenger rooms that contained the most basic of amenities, like bunks and a wash basin. The public rooms, though, were a lot more impressive than the passengers' quarters. There was a writing room, a lounge with a piano, and a dining room with a long slanted window running along the deck. Cruise quarters, a mess hall, washrooms, and a smoking lounge were located on the lower deck of the airship. But even though the Hindenburg had a rather cozy interior, there was a lurking problem. Hydrogen is highly flammable, and the airship was coated in thermite, which is also flammable at high temperatures. But helium is not flammable, making it the safer choice for passenger air travel. So the plan was to employ helium as the lifting gas for the airship. But helium was not easy to acquire in Germany, and it was expensive and reduced the potential payload of the airship. The U.S. had large quantities of helium, but there was a ban on exporting the gas. So the Germans returned to hydrogen. Hydrogen was cheaper and readily available, and it was the best lighter-than-air gas that could give them the most bang for their buck. Besides, they had used hydrogen in airships plenty of times before without a problem. So hydrogen it was. And on March 4, 1936, the Hindenburg was ready to make its debut. The Hindenburg, which was named after the field marshal and German commander who had appointed Hitler Chancellor of Germany, was a vessel for Nazi propaganda. The name Hindenburg had not been added to the side of the airship yet, but it had already been chosen for the dirigible. And it already had swastikas painted on its tail fins. The flight had been scheduled for the morning, but it was postponed until the afternoon due to weather. So around 3 p.m., the Hindenburg took its first test flight, a three-hour and six-minute trip over Lake Constance and the city of Friedrichshafen, Germany. Over the next few weeks, the Hindenburg went on more test flights, and it left for its first commercial passenger flight on March 31st, when it traveled from Germany to Rio de Janeiro. Over the next year, the Hindenburg took many more propagandistic and demonstrative flights from Germany to North America, South America, and Europe. More passenger cabins were added, and other changes were made to the airship's structure. Passengers were typically wealthy, as tickets for flights were not cheap. By its last trip, the Hindenburg had taken many successful flights carrying passengers, mail, and other cargo. But on May 6, when the airship arrived in Lakehurst, New Jersey, after being held up by thunderstorms for hours, the Hindenburg caught fire. It only took 34 seconds for the whole airship to burn. 36 people died. Even though many people survived the Hindenburg disaster, the fire was the last straw after a series of devastating airship incidents. 
The fire and the resulting media storm effectively ended Zeppelin's short but heady time in the limelight. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to learn more about the Hindenburg, listen to the episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class called The Hindenburg Disaster. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at T-D-I-H-C podcast. Thanks for showing up. We'll meet here again tomorrow. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hi, everyone. I'm Eves. Welcome to This Day in History class, a show that will convince you that history can be fascinating even when you expect it not to be. The day was March 4th, 1932. Singer, actor, and activist Miriam Makeba was born in Johannesburg, South Africa. Makeba's mother was a domestic worker and a practitioner of herbal medicine. 
When Makeba was just an infant, her mother was imprisoned for illegally brewing beer, and Makeba spent the first months of her life in jail with her mother. Makeba's father was a teacher, though he died when she was just a child. After he died, Makeba went to live with her grandmother in Pretoria for a while. Makeba also spent time doing domestic work to help the family make money. Miriam had a love for singing from a young age. She sang in a choir at her school, and she sang in church choirs. And she spoke and sang in several languages. By the 1950s, Makeba had begun her professional musical career. She began singing with a band called the Cuban Brothers and started getting attention on the club circuit. But she picked up a lot more attention when she joined the Manhattan Brothers, a popular South African singing group. She toured with them from 1954 to 1957. After that, Makeba began singing for an all-woman group called the Sunbeams, who were later known as the Skylarks. By the late 1950s, Makeba was well-known across South Africa. She had a singing role in the film Come Back Africa, an anti-apartheid movie that was released in 1959. She was also the lead in Todd Machikiza's 1959 film King Kong, which really kicked off her international career. After the film showed at the Venice Film Festival, Makeba went to London, where she met entertainer and activist Harry Belafonte. Her singing attracted the interest of other American performers, too, and by 1959, she settled in the U.S. Makeba began performing in New York City clubs and got a guest spot on The Steve Allen Show, an American variety show. But she wasn't only involved in music. She was also vocal about her opposition to apartheid, a topic that she explored in her songs. In 1960, South Africa denied her re-entry into the country, and she lived in exile for the next three decades. In 1963, the South African government banned her songs and revoked her passport. The next year, Makeba married her King Kong co-star Hugh Masakela. Though they divorced a couple of years later, they continued to work together professionally. Throughout the early 1960s, she also had to deal with difficulties due to cervical cancer. In 1968, Makeba married American activist Stokely Carmichael. Her affiliation with him affected her musical career, as many of her shows were canceled. When her record label wouldn't honor her contract in the U.S., she moved to Guinea with Carmichael. The couple divorced in the late 1970s, but she continued performing in Europe and Africa, speaking on social themes like freedom and social change. She performed in South Africa in 1991 for the first time since her exile. Makeba died of a heart attack in 2008. She had one child, Bongi Makeba, who died in 1985. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you've seen any good history memes lately, you can send them to us on social media at TDIHC Podcast. If email's your thing, send us a note at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 